Hello and welcome to episode one of the Fierce Calling podcast. I'm your host, author, blogger, and speaker, Dara Swift. This podcast is about the many ways God calls us to use our gifts to impact the world. It's about a community of women who love Jesus and take action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. It's about all of us and each of us and our relationship with Christ and how it compels us to bring hope to the world. Most weeks, I'll welcome a woman who has answered the call on her life, and other weeks, it may be just you and me. Either way, I hope you are encouraged and inspired to respond to God's tug on your heart, because you have a fierce calling, and it's time to step out of your doubt and into the divine call on your life. I love my grandkids. I have six of them. And with grandkids, sometimes comes the sticky candy wrappers and drink spills in the backseat of my car. And I know what you're probably thinking. Why am I allowing the candy and drinks in my car? And I don't always allow it, but sometimes I do. Because that's what gamies do. And when I'm sitting in the backseat inspecting and just seeing what my passengers will see, cleaning up the messiness because picking up my friends and their nicely laundered capris won't go over well when they sit on a tattoo roll. Um, I had this thought one day when I was sitting in the back seat and I thought, what if we walked out every single day and we opened the car door, slipped into the back seat and just sat there going nowhere in the driveway every single day. So besides our neighbors thinking we were crazy, we wouldn't get much accomplished, would we? And we're the church. We wouldn't go anywhere. In the pursuit of God, A.W. Tozer states that complacency is a deadly foe of all spiritual growth. Just as we can't drive from the back seat of our car, neither should we sit in the back seat of our lives and become complacent and miss the true plans God has for us. Because he beckons us and he calls us to slip into the front seat. Because he wants to send us somewhere. He has divine appointments for us. And he will steer us in the right direction and lead us in the way that we should go. So what is it about calling that might intimidate or give a little bit of anxiety to? Um, I can share with you a fear that I had it at one time about my calling, I had a fear that I would miss what God was calling me to do, that I would miss writing a book that he's calling me to write or miss hearing his voice to do the right thing or where he wanted me to go or who he wanted me to talk to. And so as I prayed about it, it just came to my mind that I realized that um, what we all need to do is just clear the worldly wax out of our ears so that we can hear God clearly because there's so much noise. There's so many voices coming at us in all directions. And so when we clear that worldly wax out, we can hear God's voice clearer. And we can't use a Q-tip for that. Um, But we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit can help us have that clarity to hear God's voice when we ask him and we and we um, seek him. 
So I had to overcome the fear of doing things that didn't matter, that I was doing things that were waste, that they were wasting time and money, and they weren't the things that God was really calling me to do. And I don't know if you've ever felt that way, that you didn't want to spin your wheels any longer, that you wanted to make something happen and have a purpose to everything that you did. But the truth is, is like, we don't have to make things happen because we can trust God that he will allow things to happen in his timing and not in our timing, which can be very difficult to try to wait for his right time. But it's so, so worth it. And we have issues that get in our way of being obedient to the call in our lives. We have issues that we all know about, which are, for one thing, comparison. We compare ourselves to other people. Um, we feel like we don't measure up or we can't be used by God because we're not as holy or we're not as perfect as someone else, which they really aren't when it comes down to it. Nobody's perfect, right? So when I think about people in the Bible, some of the women in the Bible, they were incredible role models and can be a little intimidating. For one thing, when you think about like Deborah being a judge over Israel and having so much wisdom and giving wise counsel, besides that being a wife and also a warrior woman, I mean, really, that is a little intimidating. It's something that I would aspire to be. But when I think about it, she was just a woman just like us. And she was a little girl at one time who skinned her knee. Um, she had regular hopes and dreams like we do. But she was obedient to God. And so once she grew, she began to fulfill a purpose and calling and live out her plans that God had for her. And it was through her obedience. But she didn't have a superpower. She was anointed with supernatural wisdom and strength from the hand of God. And that supernatural anointing of strength and wisdom, that's not just for a chosen few. It's reserved for the chosen. So when we are in Christ, we are chosen. And you are a chosen daughter of the King. And God will anoint you and equip you with what you need to do what for what he calls you to do. And so we can be assured that he will send us out. And sometimes we don't feel ready, but that's okay. Because when we feel ready, we're probably doing it wrong. It's when we don't feel ready that we know that it must be God that's doing it all. And sometimes he'll equip us along the way. We're not going to be all prepared for what we are called to do the moment we start doing it. We are being prepared each and every moment of our lives for each and every task and call that he has on our lives. And those can be different things in different seasons. We have children that are young at times. We're called to be a mother to our children. We're called to be a wife. We're called to take care of aging parents. We have a lot of different seasons in our life that change over time. But one thing we're all called to do as believers is we're all called to know Jesus and to make him known. That is our main calling. So there's no reason to have any anxiety over the word calling because that is what we're mainly called to do. And we do that as a community. But we have another issue sometimes that gets in our way, which are the lies that we believe. 
there's just so much that we could go into about that. It would just take days and days to really get deep into that. But we believe lies about ourselves, about others, about what others think of us. And also we believe lies about God and who he is and his character. And those things can get in our way of what we're called to do. And um, it's almost as if we have these blindfolds on this, like a spiritual blindfold that is causing us to miss what God has for us because those lies are just blinding us from, um, our divine appointments. So when we are so focused on these lies that we're believing in our own fears and insecurities, we'll miss that woman that just walked by that we were supposed to talk to, or that person that's sitting next to us that really needs a little dose of hope today. So we need God's truth to dispel the lies. It's in his word. It's all there. So we have to trust God and believe him at his word. Because when we believe that we can't be used by him and we doubt that we have a calling, well, we're really doubting God because it's not our own ability anyway. It's his ability in us, right? And we are new creatures. We're new. We're brand new. It's like, you know, those girls that go shopping and they buy clothes just to wear for a special occasion. And then they return them after they wore them. Like what? I don't, I could never do that. Cause I would, for one thing, I'd be in the return line, just blabbing out confession of what I was doing. And another thing is when I got to the counter, um, you know, the, the cashier would just think I was just crazy as my eyes would go back and forth to her and to the coffee stain that I got at that wedding, um, the dress that I wore that I wanted to return. You know, I, I really couldn't do that. I can, I couldn't do that. But the good thing about it is that we're new creations. When we're in Christ, we have been made new. The old is gone. It's gone. Bye-bye. So that's a good thing for us. And so another thing that's new for us when we're in Christ are the gifts that we receive from the Holy Spirit that he distributes to us. We don't have to pick them. We don't have to go shopping for them. We don't have to worry that we bought the wrong size or they're not going to fit us right. It's not a one size fits all either because it's distributed to us personally by the Holy Spirit. The gifts that are meant for us. And yeah, there might be more than one woman that has the gift of teaching. But each woman is unique and different. So if you have the gift of teaching, you're not going to teach the same way another woman with the gift of teaching teaches. Because that's how God works. We're all part of the body. We're not all one part. Or we wouldn't get much accomplished either, like sitting in the back seat of our car. We are all part of the body. And we can accomplish many things as a community of believers together. Right? So we do not need to fear that we're going to miss God's call. And there's different ways that we can actually discover our call and our gifts and how God can reveal those things to us. One of the ways is through our past experiences because God can use our past experiences for a purpose. I personally um, experienced a teenage pregnancy, which was a difficult time in my life because I was a young girl who's, you know, 18, and I didn't feel like I fit in anymore anywhere. I didn't feel like I fit in with the girls my age because they were all going out on dates and 
going to prom and whatever. And, um, you know, I was not part of that group anymore, but I also didn't fit in with the older women that were like, well, to me older at that time was 20. Hello. Oh gosh. But anyway, I didn't feel like I fit in with them either. I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere, but I still love my little boy and it was a blessing from God. And so years later, God was able to use that experience that I had, which was very difficult, um, for me to go through. And yeah, it was by my own doing, obviously, but, um, but still God had mercy on me and he has compassion and he can use everything from our past. And so he did use that because later in years, I was able to serve at a pregnancy center and share hope with other girls who came in scared and afraid and alone and not knowing what to do when their pregnancy test came up positive. But yet they had options that I could tell them about and I could be a mentor to them and I could encourage them and we could meet and we could talk and they could feel no condemnation and I could share the love of Christ with them because I'd been there and I knew what it was like. So that's why God can use our past experiences because we can minister to people who are going through the exact same thing that we've already been through. And now we're on the other side and they can see that hope that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but actually there's a light with them in the tunnel. That's the biggest thing that we need to really allow people to understand that even when it seems the darkest that's when the light shines the brightest and God is with us even in the darkest times of the tunnels that we walk through. And there is that light at the end, but that light is our calling that we can use to share with other people. God's gives gifts that he's given us. Um, he's gifted, gifted us for ministry and for our calling. And so those things that we feel a passion for that we can feel compelled to do the things that we, um, do that we have found really blesses other people and people have told us, wow, that's really good. You have a gift. That's great. You know, those aren't things that we need to boast in ourselves, but we can boast in the Lord who has given us those gifts. And so those are important things to remember. We also can find um, our calling revealed through other people because sometimes people will receive a word from the Lord and God will put us on their heart and they'll say, Hey, you know what? I felt like I needed to send you this text today. Um, you needed some encouragement or I needed to tell you this. I just felt like I'm supposed to tell you this and I'm not sure why. Um, our pastor shared a story about something that happened to him one time. He was going through a difficult time in his life and, um, and this man that he didn't even know at all. Well, came up to him and said that God had a word for him. So, you know, oftentimes when we hear that, we go, okay, sure, whatever. And then we, you know, listen, well, we should really be a little bit more attentive to those things because, you know, we never know what God's going to do and who's God, who God is going to use to encourage us. So, so the very thing that this man shared was the very thing that he needed to hear that day. And this man had no idea. There was no way that he could have known what was happening but God knew, and that's our God, and that's how he works. And so our ministry is wherever we are, woven into the tapestry of God's amazing plan. And our purpose is not only for our tomorrow, but it's a powerful part of our today. So if we're looking forward to like, wow, what am I going to be called to do in the future? And 
what is my purpose and what should I be doing and when is it going to happen? Well, if we think about it, it's probably happening right now because whatever we're going through and wherever we're, we're being used right now, whatever we're learning, whatever we're being equipped right now to do is, is for our calling and for whatever we're being called to right now and in the future. So if we keep looking to the future, we'll miss the present. You know, you've heard before how people tell us that we need to be in the present. We need to be present with the people we love and we need to be present with the Lord and like all day long, be talking with him and just sharing our heart with him. And so, yeah, we don't want to miss the right now because we're looking to the future because God is with us right now and he is with us in the future. So, so yeah, I overcame my fear of missing my calling because I realized that if I'm keeping in step with the Lord and I, I just know that his mercies will not fail me and his faithfulness is guaranteed and his word is true. He is someone that we can trust. He is uh, faithful. He is trustworthy. He is the one that we can look to and know that he always fights for us. The Lord fights for us. He sings over us. He has our back and he has our front and he has our sides. He's got us covered. And so we can always find comfort in that. Um, so when, wherever you feel passionate, where your passion and compassion and conviction intersect, that is probably a good indication of where you're being called or what your calling might be. And many people think that it's up to somebody else to impact the world, but really it's up to all of us. It's up to all of us to impact the world. And you know, that doesn't mean we have to like go all over the world. That can be just our neighborhood or across the street. Um, we can impact the world one person at a time and God can use us in all those different ways. And we can feel like we're not wasting any time when we're trusting God with our steps that we take, right? So that is an important thing to remember. And there's things that we can do right now that um, that we can use our gifts for to impact the world. And some of these things you may be um, feeling called to, some of these things you may look at and go, that is not my gift. Okay, so like sometimes when people need help or need encouragement, well, hey, I have the gift of exhortation, um, and, and I love teaching and that kind of thing. But, you know, you ask me to bake a cake for somebody or organize their pantry. I'm like, not that girl. Okay. Uh, those are not my gifts, but those are somebody's gifts, right? So there's different ways that you can impact the world right now. You can join a prayer group or start one because fierce change begins with fierce prayer and prayer is a powerful thing. And we can also maybe reach out to a friend or a lonely neighbor, invite her to lunch or for coffee to share a word of hope. We can round up a few friends and visit a children's home. Um, our small group did that when, uh, one or two times. It was really encouraging to the children there. We First we went and we took a tour of our children's home that was uh, it's just maybe less than an hour away. And we took a tour. And then we decided that we were going to serve there in some way. So we were able to bring ice cream there and have an ice cream party for some of the children. And they were, they felt so loved and appreciated that we actually took time out of our day to go and spend time with them. 
And you know, to look at them, it really breaks your heart because you know that they have had a lot of hurt and pain and soul wounds from their homes that they've either had to been removed from their home or maybe their families abandoned them. You, you know, you just don't know what the situation is. There, there was probably abuse in their history, um, all kinds of things that, um, that they're trying to heal from through God's truth and God's love. And so just going there and giving them some ice cream, you know, we think that might not be a big deal, but those are things that impact the world. They just do. And, you know, we went there one year and we decorated, well, actually we did it a couple of years, went there and decorated, um, their Christmas tree just to show that we cared enough to, to do that. And that's what God called us to do. And that was really a fun time. You can also do that in a nursing home or maybe uh, visit a woman's halfway house. Um, several years ago, I was blessed to be a part of a woman's mission trip. We went to Detroit and we visited a woman's um, transitional home where they were able to go with their children if they were transitioning out of a difficult situation. And this home is an amazing place that they can go and they can um, learn how to um, be self-sufficient with God's help, though living, learning life skills that they need that they may never have been taught because they didn't have a parent that was able to teach them life skills because maybe their parent was not able to parent them. So it was a really big blessing to go there and speak to those women and just share the hope of Jesus and just reinforce the fact that they are loved. They are dearly loved with an everlasting love. And so are you. If you're having a tough time today, you are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. That's Song of Songs 4-7. God loves you with an everlasting, unconditional love. You are loved and you are worthy of that love because of Jesus and what he did. And you are an amazing woman of God and you have a call on your life to accomplish great mighty things in his name for his glory. So we can remember that we need not fear that we'll miss our calling because we can trust that God says this. This is what God says to us. He says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. Isaiah 30, 21. So friends, I hope um, you have had some um, insight into your own spiritual thoughts about your calling, and I hope this blessed you, and I hope you join me again next week when, um, when I invite a woman to share her story, and we all have a story. We all have a story to tell. And so God wants us to tell our stories. It's our grace story. It's our love story. God in us, he wants us to tell it so that we can share hope and use our gifts to impact the world. Until next time, thank you for joining me on the Fierce Calling Podcast. God bless you, friend. Mm-hmm.